Welcome back to the channel, hockey fans. Kraken versus Maple Leafs post-game rapid reaction for you guys here. And um, another loss for the Kraken, unfortunately. Thank you for being here for this episode. Rain has returned to the Seattle area and bringing with it, unfortunately, more late November blues for Seattle fans. The Kraken and the Seahawks both lose on the same night. The Kraken ventured into the center of the hockey universe, taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they fall again their third straight loss but this time in a shootout so they get a point in the standings a good effort late to tie things up but that's not going to make people feel that much better uh, they do lose the game but you got to collect as many points as you can so i'm not going to complain about that ever uh so thank you for being here you guys my name is mike sasquatch nhl it's great to have you along for another episode here on the channel we're going to talk about things break down the game a little bit recap what we saw between the kraken and the leafs tonight and before we get too far, I asked a couple of questions tonight. I wanted to hear from you guys, and you responded pretty good. The first question I put out there, do you think that the Kraken should name a captain to help them get through some of these tough times that they're facing right now? Uh, we're going to look at those results in just a second. We're going to talk about the game day setup. We're going to recap the goals. We're going to talk about the three stars, the stats, everything along the way. Uh, and you guys contributed to this episode as well. So thanks for being a part of this one. I asked that question coming into the episode saying, what needs to change? And here's a few of your guys' replies as we go through here just after a, a disappointing loss from the Kraken. Megan weighs in says, need to change up the power play for sure. I also think we need to think about, maybe not do it quite yet, but shaking up some lines. Uh, honestly, though, with three starters out, the second and third were decent. Got it to a shootout. Unfortunately, we aren't great at those. And it's disappointing because you get so close and you fall again. I kind of responded there saying, yeah, if we can somehow maintain maintain pace, stay close in the standings, get healthier, maybe this is a different team, different outlook. Uh, and Megan kind of agreed. And then she was talking about, honestly, I think this team could benefit from naming an official captain, a veteran that can provide leadership and direction and that's where this other question comes in i put that to a poll shiny stuff uh weighed in down here saying i really don't know honestly real talk i wasn't crazy about the c in general maybe i'd feel different now since i'm three years invested in this team so let's see what everybody else said because i put that to a poll question and this is still live right now it's 65 almost 66 percent people saying that we need a captain. I was a little surprised. I thought it would be a little heavier in favor of that result, but uh, people kind of okay with alternates right now, 34% of the vote. And here's some of your guys' responses. Kraken Brew Badger says McCann would be his candidate for captain. I know people want Gord, but he likely won't be re-signed in one and a half seasons, and McCann can set the tone really well. I, you know, I don't disagree there, uh, but I don't think that, you know, necessarily that that rules out Yanni Gord just because he may not be back. And I kind of pointed out with Gio, you know, it was, uh, you know, we knew he was going to be gone probably at the end of the first season and that didn't stop him from naming captain. Another reply there says, yes, I hear you, but I think it's different in season one versus different uh, in season three. And it makes total sense to me. Right now, uh, it's less symbolic. Maybe it's just got to find the right leader at the right time and let that person step up. Megan also weighed in again, says, for me, it would be between Gordo and Canner. I think both could provide leadership that is needed. Canner would be a more calming force, while Gordo would be a passionate force. And I think those are really good candidates, both of them. If it was me, I would probably go with Yanni Gord just because he has that 
passion, that spirit, and he's a fan favorite. Not that McCann isn't, but the crowd just responds differently to Yanni Gord. And honestly, if he does depart here in the next couple of years, that's okay, because then maybe one of your younger guys is ready to go and step up as a leader. Bob Ross hates Gary Bettman, says, Team just looks different with Schwartz on the ice and healthy. Looks like he genuinely has their attention. Eberly makes a good case, too. Those are both great uh, choices as well. Schwartzy for me, I don't really view him as a captain, but I think he's definitely capable. Eberly, on the other hand, maybe you know he's the guy because he's been through so much in his career and he's just got that presence. Jim weighed in on this one as well, says, yes, he wants a captain. I go to my original pick the day Gio left, number six, Adam Larson. And I've heard this a few times from people that would kind of be like the dark horse pick, I think, because Adam Larson is so quiet, kind of reminds me of Patrick Marlowe with the San Jose Sharks back in the day. Very, very quiet, led by his actions, not his words. And he was a great captain, great player, probably a Hall of Famer. So Adam Larson, I don't know if he's at that level yet, but he could definitely take over as captain and be a great leader for this team. Jennifer Perriman says, Larson, he's played every game, keeps an even head about him. I assume he's respected in the locker room as well as on the ice. And definitely, you know, he, he's got a lot of respect from his whole team and the fans as well. I just feel like he, he's maybe not that spirited, passionate leader that maybe the Kraken fans want, but he would definitely be a great leader for this team. So that's a couple of people weighing in saying Adam Larson might be the guy. Coco Gadget says, I think Ebbs would be great, but no assurance he'll be there after June 30th. If it went to Dunn, then he'd have to step up more. Yeah, and I think Vince Dunn's kind of trying to figure out who he is as a Seattle Kraken here in the first year of a longer-term contract. Uh, Coco says, one of the longer-term guys should have it to lead a guiding hand for the team. So let's see what happens. I think most of us feel like, yeah, it makes more sense to give it to somebody that's going to be here for a while. Uh, So we'll see what happens. Thaddeus Souza, this listless, uncaring team doesn't have anyone on it screaming to deserve a promotion right now. And that's a pretty scathing review. And I responded to that. I said, I don't think that this team is uncaring, but I can understand the frustration here. It feels like sometimes maybe they don't care, but they're just not cohesive enough. I think they're trying to figure out who they are. They're struggling. They've got injuries. They're not dialed in like they were last spring. So let's give them a chance to figure it out. There's still a lot of time left in this season. Brian says, Eberly, that's a great pick. We've heard that a few times. Specs, uh, that's at GoalieGirl99, says Ebbs as well. McCann from Irish Soco. Richard Brody says, I think Canner has earned it. So a lot of votes from a lot of people, a lot of opinions. Sounds like McCann would be a great pick, and he's locked in longer term. Yanni Gord is kind of that spiritual leader, and we've talked about this a lot here on the channel and over on X. So I love hearing from you guys. Thank you for providing your feedback on this one, and let's keep talking about it here into the future. As always, it's great to hear from you guys as we go through this episode, so let me know down in the comments. Answer those questions for me. Do you think the Kraken should name a captain at this point to help them through some of the struggles and the injuries and things that they're dealing with so far this season? And also, what needs to change for this team to get to that next level to make some progress here early in the season as they've struggled, stumbled out of the gate a little bit, and they're trying to get back to 500 and keep pace, stay within reach as we get through the late part of November here. It wasn't a month to remember. Maybe we can flip the script here in December with some home games coming up.
All right, so let's look at the game day setup tonight. Kraken came in 8, 10, and 5. Leafs 11, 6, and 3. They're going to push their win total to 12 wins. Kraken add a point and another number in that overtime and shootout loss column. They're going to be 8, 10, and 6. Leafs came in uh, with kind of a weird result from the prior game against the Florida Panthers where they ended up losing but then winning after review by Toronto. Uh, they reversed the outcome after the Panthers scored in the shootout. It was off of a rebound, so it didn't count. Kind of weird and slightly convenient that Toronto reviewed that for Toronto, if you know what I'm saying. But they've played a lot of games outside of regulation lately. Uh, and similar to the Kraken, they're dealing with a lot of injuries, especially on their decor. Uh, this season, they've got Giordano out, the former Kraken captain, Lilgren, Klingberg also out, Muzzin sideline for the entire season. So dealing with their own issues there in Toronto as well. And not similar to the Kraken, their power play is very dangerous. And we saw it in action tonight a few times. The Kraken 8-10-5 coming in desperately trying to keep pace in the Western Conference. Stay above water, at least tread water, until you can get your roster healthy. Consistency, obviously the issue for the Kraken this year, and not enough scoring punch. They're just not scoring enough goals tonight. Maybe the exception, they got three on the board. and almost broke through in overtime. Goaltending hasn't been great, but it was better tonight. Grubauer really held things down in the first period. And injuries, of course, you know, the big story in Seattle this year, you've got Tanev, Burakovsky, and now Schwartz out on injury. So let's look at that roster as we talk about the injuries. Burakovsky, like I said, almost there. He's still skating in the red non-contact sweater, uh, but getting healthier and almost ready to return. I think probably a couple more weeks. We'll see what happens. Tanev traveling with the team after taking that, you know, that big hit at center ice at Climate Pledge Arena. We thought maybe uh, disaster had struck again with the knee, but he's skating, so that's a good sign, and he's with the team, so that's great. Schwartz now, though, out announced this morning the big news. He's going to be on injured reserve probably at least a week, maybe a couple weeks. It's a lower body issue, uh, maybe an ankle, maybe a knee, who knows, but it didn't look good as he kind of limped down the tunnel. So the call-ups from Coachella Valley injected into the lineup. You've got Podorowski in. Studenich now makes his cracking debut, both on the fourth line, and it's great to see those guys get some ice time. Uh, but that's a look at the roster. Let's get into the recap, and as we go, please answer those comments for me. Do you think the Kraken need to announce a captain this season, or is it too soon? Maybe somebody hasn't earned it. Maybe you think they have earned it. Please let me know down in the comments here going to answer you guys but let's get into the reaction the first period we go Grubauer for Seattle Joseph Wall for Toronto and a scary moment right at the beginning of the game Jared McCann clipped uh, by McCabe there at center ice he has to go off of the ice with some assistance some really nervous moments for Kraken fans because we thought maybe we lost another star Hanner was hunched over on the bench but he's okay he comes back into the game and Seattle's power play goes to work there uh, on the tripping penalty. They come close, no delivery there. But just seconds later, uh, they're chasing around Toronto in their own end as they push back a little bit. Ty Cartier called for hooking. Leafs get their first power play of the game. And as I talked about coming into this, you don't want to put the Leafs on the power play. Uh, and here's why. Mitch Marner breaks through, gets the first goal of the game for the Leafs. It would be the first of a few he takes a nice pass there from Nylander, and Marner delivers right on the doorstep. His first goal in nine games. So an early Christmas gift from the Kraken to 
Mitch Marner just about a minute into that power play. Uh, and they grab a one to nothing lead. That just goes to show you, if you can get your, your power play to break through early, it can really propel you in these types of games. And it really propelled the Toronto Maple Leafs through the first period. Just about halfway through the first period now, Vince Dunn, a disastrous turnover right in front of his own net, but Grubauer saves the day. A great poke check, poke check on Nylander. Uh, but in the meantime, Winberg gets called for hooking. So Kraken, they go shorthanded again. And this is not the team that you want to be shorthanded against. Uh, but then luckily, Belmar gets pulled down and that cancels out the rest of the Leafs power play. Kraken get another power play for about a minute and a half there. Nothing happening. Vince Dunn also makes a bad turnover on this man advantage. It could have been very costly, uh, but not great from Dunner tonight. Gru has a nice cluster of saves there late in the first. Toronto with the pedal to the metal. Borgen gets called for cross-checking late, and they just kept coming. Leafs go to another power play end of the first period. Kraken really needing to clean things up. Got to take better care of the puck and bring that intensity up quite a bit. So we go to the second with the Leafs on the power play, and they keep powering forward early in this frame. Right away, Mitch Marner, another goal. A one-timer on the power play, his second of the game, and just 21 seconds into the second period. So Kraken now facing a 2 to nothing deficit, and it just feels very, very frustrating as a Kraken fan, but they push back. And you like to see this. So Jared McCann comes to the rescue just a few minutes later. It's his 10th of the year on the power play. So that's great. Finally, the Kraken power play breaks through at a key moment, keeping you in this game. You've got some rough stuff after that. You love to see the feistiness. Kraken, you know, they're willing to do the dirty work at times, but I'd like to see it a little bit more often, a little more physicality from this team as that identity needs to form. Uh, you don't want to be seen as a soft team in this league. And I thought at that moment they did a good job and they battled back in this one. So 13 minutes to go in the second. Kraken head to another power play this time. Bobby McMahon guilty of hooking. Uh, they don't get anything out of this power play. And they, you know, I think they went one for five on the night. We're going to look at that in the stats. So not amazing, but, you know, we did get that one power play goal. So that's good. But then it felt like the game kind of slowed down just a little bit as time ticked by in the second period. But the Leafs, they can strike so quick, and that's just what they do really late in the second period. Mitch Marner floating around at center ice, takes a pass, gets behind Vince Dunn there. Vince Dunn had, you know, he had the right position, but he just kind of let him by, didn't turn quick enough, and he springs free on the breakaway, scores his third goal of the game as he beats Grubauer. That's a hat trick for Mitch Marner, his second career hat trick. And I posted, I really don't like hats. I mean, I, I do. I like hats, but tonight I did not. Especially ones that were being thrown from the Toronto Maple Leafs stands. And I hate to pick on Vince Dunn because I love the player. I love his game usually. But tonight, in a portion of the season where you're really struggling with injuries, you need your big star players to kind of step up, make a difference. Tonight, unfortunately, he was making a difference in bad ways, you know, and he would probably be the first one to admit it. He didn't have a great game. Uh, a few, you know, turnovers, very risky position when he did it. Uh, but we need more from Vince Dunn if we're going to improve. 
especially with the injuries right now. So we go to the third period. Kraken not completely out of it, but it does kind of feel deflating after you've given up a hat trick. So I kind of gather myself. I look at the scoreboard. It's 3-1. to one. We've got another mountain to climb, a two-goal deficit. But the Kraken, you know what? They give it a go, and they get right back into this one. Bjorkstrand, a good chance there just over a minute into the third. But Joseph Wall, ready to go on the spot, makes a big save. And I kind of start peeking at the Seahawks score. Maybe I'll change the channel to just give myself a little break for a minute. I saw Seattle Seahawks. They score a touchdown, and I posted it. I said, you know what? Seahawks scored a touchdown, so it's the Kraken's turn to score. And that's exactly what they did within about a minute of me saying it. 13.45 left in the third. Tolvi, a great stretch pass from Karche up the wall. He turned and fired it. Yeah, it just worked out great. Tolvi cuts to the middle there in the offensive zone, just whips it at the net, and he scores, cutting the Leafs' lead to one. So it's two to three now, and it doesn't have to be fancy. Just, you know, get shots to the net. Great job by Tolvin in there. We go 10.47 left. Maple Leafs called for another penalty. Nyes this time trips up Borgen at the blue line as he's trying to defend. So Kraken going to get another power play in the third with a chance to tie the game. <laughs> Gets crazy here. They win the faceoff. Control possession. Eberle gets a good chance down low. Some battles along the boards. They get some puck retrievals. Everything you would really want here on the power play. Eberle steals it, you know, to keep possession alive there. Bjorki gets a good shot. Another good save by Wall. No rebound. The penalty expires, so nothing on the power play. But I thought it was a good, productive power play. A lot of chances. And the Kraken don't back down after that. They grab possession again in the offensive zone. Just under seven minutes now left in the game. And Jared McCann. Holy moly. Winberg finds him out front. A great pass from below the goal line up to Canner. And a laser ties the game 3-3. Three to three. What a play by Winberg and what a shot by Jared McCann. Some great resiliency from Seattle to tie it 3-3. Three to three. So we go to overtime. And overtime, the Kraken get their possession going. You know, they're cycling around. They're all sorts of chances. Everly, Veneers, they just miss connecting on one. They keep at it. Big shot there from Gianni Gord. Wall with the save again. And then McCann, a pass across to Gord. He almost scores on this one. So close. Great opportunities from Seattle in the extra frame there. But what the goalie... Wall denied every shot during that blitz. Maple Leafs a few chances as well. And I was sweating as we come out of that overtime. I was just sitting here, so I'm not sure why. Maybe I'm just I'm out of shape, I guess. But we, we need a shootout to figure this one out. And uh, unfortunately, the Maple Leafs, the better team in the shootout tonight. You've got Austin Matthews. He puts the first one through. And then Mitch Marner. His fourth tally of the night, this one in the shootout, and it puts the Leafs over the edge for the victory. Kraken fall again, three to four, uh, but get a point. And I know you guys don't want to hear that, but it is important when you're struggling, when you've got injuries, collect as many as you can. 
Okay, so let's wrap things up just a little bit. We're going to look at the stats and the three stars. The keys to the game for me tonight, I thought that the power play was a little bit better. I thought the Kraken were very resilient coming back in the game when they could have just packed things up and mailed it in for the rest of the night after they kind of struggled, I thought, throughout the first period. And we didn't get a full 60. We got a full 40. So, Jim, if you're out there listening, I know you joked about changing your uh, Forslund bobblehead to be reprogrammed so it just says, that's 40 minutes of Kraken hockey, baby. Hopefully we can get to 60 at some point. It didn't happen tonight. We only got about 40 out of the Kraken, plus the extra frame, where I thought they were great and they didn't break through. They were this close, uh, but it didn't happen. So grew also big in the first period, shut down the Leafs. Otherwise, I feel like they might have run away with the game. Uh, so good job by Gru on the bounce back tonight. But a loss is a loss regardless of a point in the standings. So it's not easy to just kind of rationalize it and be like, oh, yeah, we got a point in the standings when the Kraken are still struggling. And this is their third loss in a row now. But nonetheless, let's look at the game stats tonight. Shots on goal, 40 of them for the Kraken. I feel like maybe more of them should have come in the first period, but they were trying to weather the storm a little bit. The Maple Leafs, when they get moving, it's hard to keep up. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Nylander, on and on. They're a great force, and maybe the Kraken just weren't quite ready to go. Drew kept them in it within reach at least Leafs only 28 shots I feel like they got disinterested after Mitch Marner completed his hat trick and that's the way things went face-offs tonight Leafs heavily heavily dominant 61 percent uh to 39 percent so that's an area the Kraken have improved in but tonight not so great Leafs hand it to him in the face-off circle 61 percent power play just one for five and I feel like if we could have just broke through one more time on the power play, things would have been a lot different tonight. Feels like we say that a lot, but got to be patient. It hasn't been great in the last 10 games or so. It started great at the beginning of the season, but lately not so great. But 20% tonight, so if we could just get one more out of five chances, that would be fantastic. The Leafs, luckily, we only put them on the man advantage three times. 33%. They scored one power play goal tonight. Uh, so we learned our lesson pretty quickly, took a lot of penalties early, and then we knocked it off pretty fast after that, which was, you know, maybe a good adjustment by the coaching staff and the team and intermission after the first period. Penalty minutes, eight for the Kraken, 12. Like I just said, kind of minimized penalties after that first period. Pretty physical tonight, I thought, from the Kraken. Will Borgen starting to ratchet it up just a little bit, getting more intense. 22 block shots from the Maple Leafs so the Kraken had no problem generating shots tonight it just took them a little a little too long to start doing so if that makes sense let's look at the shots by period so we get an idea of the game flow the first period there that's the problem seven shots in the first period not enough you weren't ready to go and that's really where you know the game kind of set its own chapters Maple Leafs 13 shots and they took control so you're chasing the game we hear about this a lot on the professional broadcasts, on the radio and TV. When you're chasing the game, it changes how you play, changes your defensive posture, changes the amount of risk that you're willing to take, how you're gonna pinch your defenseman or how you're gonna attack. Uh, and, you know, maybe puts a little more pressure on the power play as well. Second period, much better, 17 shots. 12 shots in the third period, overtime. It was all cracking. I didn't realize that the Leafs only had or didn't have any shots. I thought they had one shot, but now seeing it, yeah, it just reminds you that the possession numbers for the Kraken 
throughout the extra frame and even you know throughout the the second and third period pretty good if we went and looked at the possession metrics i feel like it would probably favor the kraken mitch marner the first star three goals and the hat trick obviously that was no question for me i had already put him in there before i Pop that up on the screen. Second star, Joseph Wall. He played fantastic tonight. Repelled many, many Kraken chances. 37 saves. Only three goals against for a 9.25 save percentage. Great game from him. Grubauer also played pretty good tonight. I don't want to leave him out of the mix. Jared McCann, two goals. And really powered the Kraken in the comeback and throughout the evening tonight. Very easily could put that C on his chest as the leader tonight and the captain for me, Jared McCann. Love watching this guy operate for the Seattle Kraken. Let's look at the standings. The Kraken have now slipped out of a wild card spot by two points. They have 22 points now, just behind Calgary, who has 23. So 8, 10, and 6 for Seattle. And just like tonight, just like the last few games, we've got an uphill battle to climb in the standings as well. But I feel like this team can do it. They've got to get healthy. They've got to just kind of hang in there. And the leadership needs to really show the way forward. Have some of these young guys, you know, rally in, step up, see what we can do. We need Vince Dunn to be a little bit better on the back end. Our goaltending has to be solid. Let's see what we can do here. Let's stay positive as we look ahead on the schedule. The Senators on Saturday, hoping to provide some coverage for you guys on that one as well. That's a 4 p.m. start time on the West Coast and then up to Montreal, 4.30 on Monday, the 4th of December. By the way, November is over. We are now into December. The Devils back home, and that kicks off a pretty long homestand. Hopefully the Kraken can get some home cooking going and defend the deep you know, like actually defending it and winning. Yeah. Okay. So that's on the 7th of December. That kicks off. I think it's a five-game homestand. So going to be there for a lot of those. Hopefully see you guys out there. But for tonight, that is it. Thank you guys for being here. Subscribe. Hit the like button on the video for me, please. It goes a long ways as a content creator here on YouTube. I also have the uh, podcast going in addition to YouTube. Going to try to post some of these episodes over there as well. So rate, review, subscribe, turn on alerts. That way you know when I go live or upload content here at Sasquatch NHL. Keep up with me over on X. In the meantime, that's going to do it for tonight's show. You guys, thanks again for being here and weighing in on the comments. Have a great night. Hopefully we can get a win on Saturday. Uh, We'll catch you again on another stream here real soon at Sasquatch NHL. Have a good one.